Hey, welcome to Holistic Marketing. This is where we bridge psychology, spirituality, and marketing to create more clients. I'm Martina Thomason, and I teach you how to do organic marketing that is in alignment with your personal values and feels good to your soul. If you don't want to run ads or learn all the technical aspects around marketing, but still want to attract and convert clients, listen on. Welcome back to the Holistic Marketing for Coaches podcast. <laughs> Today, I want to talk about why you don't like marketing. Because yesterday, I was interviewed by another podcaster on her show about that. We spoke about everything marketing and everything business and all the things that people resist around that. And what came up and what I think is really important to talk about, it's such a huge thing that I see in um, the people that I coach as well, like my clients, is that they, they feel shitty about marketing uh, and the thought of marketing. Uh, so that's why I thought it would be really, really important to talk about that with you all today. So we'll talk about why you have the resistance to marketing. And then we will look at how to actually start feeling excited and good about marketing. And yes, <laughs> it's totally possible. <laughs> so bear with me. By the end of this podcast episode, you're probably going to have a totally different mindset around marketing. So, so yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> okay. Why do you feel icky about marketing? A lot of the things that come up are around manipulation, imposter syndrome, perfectionism, and as a result, procrastination. But that's kind of just a symptom. So we'll, we'll talk about um, the other ones today. And then as a result, you know, the procrastination sort of falls away because you've now um, sorted out the root cause of why you're actually procrastinating. I should probably create a podcast totally on procrastination as well. So, you know, shoot me a little message if that is something that you would be excited to hear more about. So manipulation, what that really is, is that you're indirectly getting what you want. Like you're trying to get something through going in the back door instead of just going in the front door and <laughs> just blatantly stating what you want. So a lot of people then in terms of marketing, you know, they they feel like marketing in and of itself is manipulating because you're tricking people to buy something that they don't really need and that you're tricking them to start believing that this is something that they really do need. And then we have imposter syndrome and I created a whole episode on this so if you haven't listened to it yet I invite you to go back and listen to that it's jam-packed uh, of tips and tricks and how to relate to it in order to uh, move through it so as I say in that episode um, a huge study found that 70% of us actually claim to have some level of imposter syndrome. So even like the people that are quote unquote successful or that sort of have made it in life or in, de in their own domain still experience imposter syndrome. So that too just comes from our mindset. And imposter syndrome in the sense of a coach, like you might be a new coach or maybe even you're further down the track or you might be, you know, someone that others perceive as doing quite well. 
but you still have this sense that oh my god people are going to figure me out I don't really know what I'm talking about and um, this stuff isn't as good as I say it is and like you have all these thoughts that make you feel like an imposter that you're not really what you present yourself as so that also makes you feel icky around marketing because if you're not who you say you are and uh, that people are going to figure you out, you kind of want to detract, like you want to pull out and not be so visible around that, you know. So that definitely contributes to, to not wanting to market what you have to offer. And then you have perfectionism, which is also just a coping mechanism. We try to learn everything up front so that when we do present it or do put ourselves out there, it will be perfect, quote unquote perfect, and that in the future we won't be uncomfortable because we've changed our minds or we've learned something new that makes us see things differently. And so we try to tweak it so much so that we end up not putting it out there at all. So perfectionism is basically to protect ourselves. It's not like a part of us would say that, yeah, but it's ensuring quality for what I put out. You know, I, I want to create high quality content for my people. Yeah, sure. It's that's great. But there's a really fine line between that, like wanting high quality and actually just doing it to protect your own ass <laughs> to not feel uncomfortable and the and you know stealing content so to speak from your people by just keeping it in your notes instead of actually sharing it with them and actually helping them with something that might be 70 or 80 percent instead of in your mind 100 percent and keep in mind that perfect is actually very subjective <laughs> And, you know, what, and I say this all the time, like what you might perceive as obvious or really like mundane, someone else might be like, oh shit, I haven't thought about it that way. Like that is mind blowing. And it doesn't matter how you structured your sentence or, you know, how perfectly it was laid out. It was the core essence of the message of what you were saying that actually made it click for someone. And also, a lot of the perfectionistic thought also comes from thinking that we need to be uh, seen as an expert. And yes, to some extent, like we are the expert in our domain and the, the things that we're talking about. But try instead to look at it as being a contributor to the conversation. Like you don't have to be the guru of all gurus and, you know, like have a doctor's degree in, in your field in order to convey really helpful information to people that might just be starting out. In fact, if they are just starting out, then having someone that are so far ahead of them that it's such a big gap, then they might not be able to relate. Like that person seemed too perfect or got it figured out too well for them to actually be able to implement that into their own lives, to actually be able to relate to it. So just being a few steps ahead of someone and what you're talking about is more than enough. And you might even be just as interested in this topic as your followers and they might have done their own research, but your unique perspective because of who you are, your personality, your um, experiences in life, you might see it slightly differently and express the message in your um, content slightly different so that they now finally get it. So that whole perfectionistic train of thought is, you know, just a coping mechanism. And we have to ask ourselves what the motive is behind it. 
And even if we say that it's to have high quality, then ask ourselves, like, what does that mean? And where, where do we draw the limit or where do we draw the line between what's actually really uh, high quality content and what's actually just me trying to save my own ass, <laughs> so to speak? Yeah, so another thing that, um, you know, makes us feel icky around marketing our uh, coaching businesses or coaching as a service is our belief in ourselves, in our products and in our clients. If you doubt yourself as a coach, if you don't think that, you know, you have enough uh, education, that you don't have enough experience, that you compare yourself to others that are a lot more um, experienced or well-known in the field, and so you just don't think that you are the right person for people to coach with, then you're going to feel really icky about marketing yourself. You're thinking that you're selling someone a raw fish, a rotten fish. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you should really go over there to get like your fresh produce, but you know, come to me <laughs> and you can get this really rotten fish. Like you have to get to a point within yourself where you um, have belief in yourself. And, and how do you do that? You actually just start believing it. You start believing that you're a good coach. And if you're in the very beginning of your career, like you can coach for free and just get yourself to a level where you feel so comfortable in, you know, helping people that you're like, yes, I've got this. I can coach anyone on anything in my field. Like I feel really solid in this, you know. And again, like don't get too perfectionistic here. Like just work on your mindset to see like I've created transformations for people. I'm getting a really great feedback and um I see myself that what I do is creating a change for people. And also saying that, you know, I, th I think it's always really good to uh, find evidence for what you're trying to believe. But also know that the fastest way to develop a belief is actually um, to bridge thoughts. So if you think that you're a shitty coach then in order to feel like you're a great coach, then start looking at how might it be true that you are a good coach? You are a really great listener. You only focus on your client when you're in the session. You like, it's all coming from you, like how you show up and uh, what you bring to the table instead of external input. Although external input is great to some extent, as I was just saying, um, but you get like, there's a balance there. When it comes to your product, um, so that being a coach, it kind of overflows a little bit between, you know, being a good coach and selling a good offer. But with this, I mean, like a lot of coaches have drama about their package, you know, how many sessions or how many weeks or months they're going to sell it for and uh, what the price is for this package or per, per session. And if you think if, if you have a lot of drama around the package or, or the actual um, service that you're selling, then you're also going to under communicate the value of your stuff and you're going to feel icky about marketing it because you're not solid. You're not sold on yourself and your product and therefore it's going to feel shitty to sell it to someone else because you feel you're tricking them. <laughs> and the last point of sort of the belief triad is your clients. So if you don't believe that people want what you have, if you don't believe that people have money to pay for coaching, you're also going to feel pretty yuck about marketing your coaching because 
you again feel like you're tricking them to buy something that they don't want or they don't have the budget or money for. So obviously you're going to feel pretty off by selling someone something that isn't a great product. Um, you know, it's not a great coach and they don't have money for it. So if you have this subconscious belief and they can be super subtle, like the thoughts that are brewing in the back of your head, you might not even be aware that you have them. So really be onto yourself and, and always ask yourself, why am I not feeling good about, um, you know, marketing this, this product right now? Why, why do I have the hesitation around not wanting to put myself out there? Is it because I'm afraid of what people are going to think, you know, the perfectionistic thing? Or do I feel like I'm manipulating them? Or do I feel like that I say that I'm someone that I'm not, like the whole imposter syndrome? Or do I have like, you know, some sort of disbelief in myself, my product or my clients? Okay, so how do we actually get from feeling shitty about marketing ourselves and having all these doubts and limiting beliefs around the coaching that we're selling and what we're marketing. When you started out as a coach, you did that because you love helping people. Like you have seen the amazing transformation that coaching caused in your own life and seeing your peer create amazing changes in in their clients' lives. And so you just really saw this as such an amazing service and something that everyone needs to have. But then you start building a business and you start thinking that, you know, I need to earn money and I need to sign a client this month or four clients or whatever, you know, wherever you're at in your business. And so what's happened here is that you've changed from an intrinsic motivation to an extrinsic motivation. So it, intrinsic means that you are motivated by what it gives you to do this thing. You know, you feel fulfilled and satisfied and excited about helping someone. It really fuels you from the inside to, to do this work. But now that you're in business, you have started focusing on, you know, earning money, getting clients. You're sort of putting your worth on external factors and you're also trying to get something. It's, it's really changed from what I give to what I get. And try to catch yourself in that. <laughs> because one of my mentors compare it to uh, body odor, you know, BO. And that, you know, if you're out to get something from someone, it's like repelling. People are like, oh, that's smells yuck. Like I, I want nothing to do with that. But if you are there to give them something, they're like, oh, okay, this is interesting. I want to explore this. So obviously when you have that intention, people have bullshit meters, you know, like people are like, mm, nah, I don't feel good about this because this person, you know, is sending out weird signals. Like, are they, I don't know what it is, but I don't want to be around it. <laughs> so yeah, so really change your in intention and, and trying to get it back into like seeing how amazing coaching has been for you and seeing how amazing results that it's created in your life, in your client's life, in your peers' clients' lives. Um, and just seeing all of the evidence that this is something that really helps people and focus on what you can give instead of what you can get. And another thing that, you know, will help you immensely in starting to love your marketing and really feel excited about it is to see everyone as your clients and like-minded friends. So 
when you are currently posting on Instagram, for example, and you're like, oh, I need to write it in this way or that way to sort of make them want to buy it. That's from a very manipulative sort of I need something from them mindset and intention and you know people pick up on that but instead you know sharing like as if they were great friends like oh my god like I just learned this thing I need to share it with people and um, oh wow I just got this insight that was really eye-opening for me like I'm sure there's someone else that needs to hear this right now and also not to hoard information for yourself because I see this so much people are like well what do I share for free and what do I share in my offer or with my clients and I just say give it all away because when you just give it all away like you just start to create so much more genius content. If you've heard about uh, the author Seth Godin, Godin? I don't know how to pronounce his name but he's written like amazing marketing books like Purple Cow and uh, so many other great ones but he had a period and he might even do it still wrote a blog post every single day and he was also explaining that you know the more he wrote the more his subconscious went out to see things that he could write about and he got better at writing every time and he also said that yes while I do regret some of the things that I I said or that I could have said it in slightly different ways I would have never become such a prolific writer and such a great communicator had I not written and done all these things and just like let it pour out of me without filtering it too much. So I really invite you to do that. Just lower the bar for like what you're putting out because the more you practice, the more you put out, the more you sort of think about how can I help my people in the best possible way, then you are automatically going to feel a lot more creative you're not going to feel so strangled and constrained around your your stuff like it's not going to have to go through all of these filters and you know not even end up getting published because it's never good enough for you to take it out of your notes and actually onto the social media platforms so yeah so see see everyone as your clients so so share the content with your uh, not paying clients on social media uh, etc in the way that they actually were in a uh, paying group program in a in a Facebook group for example you know like just pour it all out Because the more you share, the more brilliant stuff you share, the more you'll actually start to generate and create and flow through you and channel channel through you as well. And also, like, if people haven't actually paid for it, they're not going to sit down and really study your material anyway. So when you actually create something structured or if you work with them one-on-one and on their personal stuff, like, nothing can compare to that. Like... That is where the transformation really happens. And, you know, your stuff that you share on social media and all the platforms is kind of an intellectual understanding. But when they coach with you, they start to implement it in such a greater way and embody it so much more because it's applicable to them. We go into their belief system, into their feelings and emotion, into their actions and how we can create the best results for them specifically. So I can almost like hear some of you like thinking, um, but you know, like, so you really want to be coming from service, really serve your people, even though they're not paying you yet. 
You know, the more you think of them and the more you believe that they are your clients and the fact that they want what you have to say, the more you're going to attract clients and people that want more from you. And it, it gives you such an amazing feeling of generosity as well. Marketing to me is giving away content and help for free. So it's not about what you're getting, it's about what you're giving. And it feels so generous and nice to just pour it out there and thinking that I helped someone today. I might actually have changed someone's life in, in a small or bigger way. And, and that, that is what I want. That's why I'm a coach. That's, that's why I went into business as a coach in the first place. So yeah, so, you know, I can almost hear your rejection, but like, get, let's get real. Like we need to earn money <laughs> in order to uh, have a business. We can't just give away everything for free. But the matter of the fact is that up until this point, you haven't earned as much money um, as you would like because you've had all of these restrictions around your marketing. So what do you think will work the best to pour yourself out there, to start, you know, sharing all the honey with all the bees and actually starting to, to attract them through your honey or by giving out a little drop here and a little drop there and they never get to know you and how brilliant you are because you put out so limited amount of stuff, you know, and, and you feeling icky about marketing to them. That's not really inviting. So it, it seems like such a contradiction and, and so counterintuitive, but all I can say is start doing it and, and you'll experience the amazing results that you'll get. So to summarize, thoughts create your results always. If you don't have a lot of clients, it's because of what you're thinking in any given moment and around your marketing, you know, why you're holding yourself back, why you're preventing yourself in what I call critical marketing moments where you're actually setting out to um, share the thing, but you're not because you have all of these limiting beliefs. So thoughts create your results always. And, and the way you think about marketing determines the quality and quantity of your marketing. And treat everyone as your client and friend who are interested in the topics that you talk about. And give unconditionally. Pour whatever you have out there in pure service. Okay, my friend, I hope that this was helpful and that you feel a lot more relaxed and open and a bit more curious about sharing your content now and, you know, feel excited to give away all of your good stuff for free and that it's actually changed the way you see marketing. And if it has, please do share it with someone that might actually benefit from this as well. So share the love and I will talk to you next week. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, pay it forward by sharing it in an Instagram story and tag me at Martina Thomason Coaching. If you want tips on how to create amazing content every week, make sure to sign up for my newsletter and get my free guide, 10 Holistic Marketing Hacks to Sign More Clients. It will transform the quality and quantity of your marketing from here on out. You'll find the link in the podcast description box in the show notes and in my Instagram bio. So make sure to grab that right now. I'll speak to you next week. Bye.